0: Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. You got it. That's the big five o. Listen along as we try to figure out our
1: what's next as we venture into this new age of reinvention. Through relatable topics, real-life stories, and inspiring guests, join us on our journey of growth and laughter. Hey, I'm Lori, former Army Airborne Captain, but don't let that fool you. I'm the loose cannon. And I'm Lisa, a girl's girl
0: who loves sugar, but watch out for that spice. Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. Hey, Lori, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Lisa. I cannot wait for happy hour. Is it happy hour yet? I'm ready.
1: Well, our guest has Fireball, so... I was about to say, yeah. I, can, I can help you out. Uh, yeah. She's sticking right? in her bag for the Fireball. Yep. Yes. I know. I love a Friday happy hour. Yeah. Uh, for
0: yeah. So. But cheers. <laughs> cheers in advance. Cheers in advance. So today, we have an amazing guest, and I am really looking forward to the, this topic. We are diving back into our Reinvention series, and as you know, we've tackled Reinvention from a lot of different angles, but today... We want to look at what it's like to be on a career path that is your whole identity. And then for whatever reason, whether you're inspired by something or life happens, you take a pivot and you take a left turn. And then you're going to try this new thing, but your identity crisis kicks in. Like, wait, who am I?
1: What am I doing? You know what I'm trying to say, Lori? Not really, Lisa. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Yes, I do. I think that we're calling this copying the... Oh. Jeff Lewis, yes, the second act, yes, and what it, what that entails, and yes. how you view yourself, and how others view you, and so we've got the perfect guest to talk just about that. Yes, do you want to introduce? Our I guests? do. Today in Studio Fifty, we have Celeste Hilling, who, by the way, is stunning. Yes, she's coming off and she's coming off an, a panel, and she looks like she's going to. A high school prom she's so beautiful uh celeste is a recognized media expert on skin care science and technology trends
0: that's a that's a big title and it is a big title
1: impressive. she was one of the first female technology executives to become an officer of a fortune 25 company as vice president of compacts consumer division worldwide that's now i was up in the valley during those days If you don't, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, that is a big muckety muck up there. She is currently the CEO of Skin Authority and has developed two technology and wellness companies, which were each acquired by the leading publicly held company in its industry. If that weren't enough. She is also huge in philanthropy here in San Diego. And listen to this. I'm listening. Because we're not worthy. (laughs) She has received recognition and awards ranging from the most admired CEO by San Diego Business Journal, Women Who Move the City by San Diego Magazine, Women Who Mean Business by San Diego Business Journal. And you ready for another? I am. Woman of the Year by San Diego Magazine. Welcome, Celeste. We (laughs) need to live up to that. (laughs) How do we live up to that? I'm just, (laughs) yeah. I'm feeling really tiny in my seat. So we're excited to have you. So thank you very much for being here. No, I'm so excited, you guys. I can't wait.
2: First of all, it's so much fun to be in here with you. Just the energy and all that great stuff. Especially after this year, it just feels so good, right? Yes. Free. Amazing. Yes. So I just love that we're all women connecting and. I agree. Talking about our next chapter.
0: I agree. Do you listen to Jeff Lewis live? I listen to him regularly. And I heard this and Lori touched on it and I meant to touch on it. He was interviewing uh, somebody and they were talking about their second act of life and just what you will put up with, what you won't put up with, the people that bring energy into your life. If it's not positive, moving on from that and really just being okay with that. And And, and owning who you are. owning who you are. And being proud of it and not trying to, like they said, twist into a pretzel to fit someone else. So that's what got us started on talking about this. So. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Celeste, you have a very interesting background and you kind of have a, a really compelling reason why today you're doing the Skin Authority play. Uh, can you walk? Can you give us a background on on kind of who you are and what brought you down this path? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So if you would have asked me
2: if I'd be running Skin Authority today 22 years ago, I would have said, are you kidding me? (laughs) I've worked way too hard to get to a place in a very male-dominated world, and why would I go do something so typically female, right? I mean, that's what I thought at the time. Um, But, you know, life has a way of opening doors that you walk through and you get led a place that you never thought you'd be. And that was sort of my whole reinvention. There were a whole in in a one year period when I was with Compact, there was a whole series of life journeys that that opened. One is people that I love experience cancer and being diagnosed uh with a later stage cancer and you know, just wanting to be an ambassador for their health. But at the same time, I had been working in this environment in front of screens and with digital technology my whole career. Um, you know, we had 14,000 programmers, you know, at Compaq sitting there writing software code. And I our, remember those in days. In our business unit, right? And when I looked at that, I, you know, there were all these young people with brain cancer, eye cancer, really young, and, you know, never thought about it because they were just random things that happened. But when, the one of the people I loved not only my family had cancer, but someone I loved dearly had melanoma, stage four melanoma, and so I just went on this journey with them to really become ambassadors to learn as much as I could about what can we do to be, to help them because when you're at stage four, you know at that point in particular, they didn't give people a lot of of upside of where they could go. So the researcher in me, the technologist in me sort of started digging in. And the more that I learned how much in common, all these people in my life, people that worked with me, my family, my good friend, all were vitamin D deficient. And then I learned that 97.7% of all cancer patients, but also all autoimmune condition patients are vitamin D deficient. And the more that I learned about that, I learned vitamin D wasn't a vitamin, it was a hormone. I learned that it was made in the skin. Um, Because it was a hormone and not a vitamin like we named it, you know, our hormones decrease as we age. You need it for your immune system to function properly. When you're someone going through chemo or radiation, it's a fat a, a supplement of vitamin D is fatty soluble. So if you have want to keep your kidney and liver intact, which you do, you can't take supplements that are fatty, right? So supplementation wasn't an option. But you want that immune system to naturally go back up, right, when it's under assault. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I really got into this whole field of looking at vitamin D and saying, well. Why can't your body just make more? What do we do to make your body make more if you can't supplement this way? There's very few foods that are vitamin D rich. So, you know, that led me on a whole skin health journey of learning about how the skin manufactures. what you want to do. And here in San Diego, we're so lucky because we have over 1,400 life science companies all of which are, are researching how to live well longer. So there's no shortage of amazing brains to talk to and amazing clinical trials and research going on if you just dig in and really learn. And so for me, it was sort of like a three-year PhD of my own of inserting myself. And the more I learned, the more I realized, oh my gosh, all of these people you know, that I know in my life, we have one thing in common, we have environmental exposure to radiation every day through the technology we're working with. And we spent hundreds of hours, personally, business-wise, looking at how we encased our phones so that the battery didn't overheat and the parts didn't melt because of the radiation in the phone. We never thought about the person holding oh, the device. Oh, my gosh. And never thought, you know, is it doing anything to me, to my brain, to my eyes? Right. So, anyway, long story short, as I went through all that, I just really said, why aren't there skincare companies out there If this is so important to our health, why aren't we talking not only about moisturizing and resurfacing, but how do we go back and and really think about this incredibly critical role it plays in our overall health and start to really develop and harness this living well technology that converts over to skin and make products that are relevant to that, but more importantly tie that product technology with education of the consumer so that we empower you to become an ambassador for your own skin health and make good daily lifestyle choices that would keep you from ending up where we ended up right right and be better and you know healthier in the process so that was the little incubator of skin authority because i really went out and talked to people i'm like you Lori. i went out and said i could i'll help fund this do you want and there weren't people that wanted to go do it. Now, you know, you 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 hear so much about skin health and technology, but at the time, people were more like, "Oh, it's cosmetic; it doesn't really change anything in your well-being." I'm like, "Well, you actually are just not educated <laughs> as to where it goes." So, I think just stepping out to your point and taking a big risk to do something that was so foreign to what I knew, but it wasn't because technology, something I I understood innovating, developing something new, a product from start to finish was something I really understood. The digital world and what you're exposed to, what radiation does, what UVB, what light, what infrared does, I knew, right? What I didn't know was how to commercialize something that was consumer-facing, that was something you put on your body that you cared about in a world of very cosmetic claims and real surface types of everyone's just focused on what the marketing buzzword is. And how would I translate from this very clinical, very, you know, process-driven environment I was from into something like
0: that? And this is back in 2005? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, um, well, before
2: that, because actually it took me almost four years before starting in 2001. Okay. Um, It's a long story, but I created my own little incubator. I actually opened my first little spa in La Jolla, California, and I just said, I'm going to figure out. How people think about their skin, what they do, so in um, so we opened it in La Jolla. I had a, a, a software guy that invested with me to open it, and in two years we had twenty four locations, and we sold it to a publicly held company called Steiner Leisure, who uh, manages all the resort all the. Sh- the spas on cruise ships and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. They're, they're a worldwide company, but, um, but we just raised it to learn like a living lab mm-hmm. of how, what consumers wanted, what other skincare brands were doing, how they did it. And by the time we sold that, I felt, okay, I got it. I understand what this world is. Well, yeah. And
1: once you're able to monetize an idea and concept, then Credibility happens. Right. Right. And also, you know, as a handcuff, when Steiner acquired us, I went
2: over as president of their land-based division. So they own brands, skincare brands like Elemis and Bliss. So I really got to see and manage and understand the whole manufacturing process. You know, they have organic fields and grow their own essential oils. You know, I got to see all that. And I think, again, for me, all of these things are like my living labs, my little MBA, you know, preparing myself for a new environment. I didn't just jump in and say, I can do this. I went in and said, just like my other craft, I have to learn this craft for me. Not everyone's that way, but for me, I can't do something that I'm not authentic about, or it doesn't fire me up to do something I'm not genuinely Mm -hmm. inspired to do. And to your point, I was at a point in my life where if I was going to step out and make a change, it needed to be something I cared about. It needed to be something that filled something in me that was more than recognition or stock, you know, that I could cash out. And it was really, I felt as a mom, cause I was pregnant with my first daughter, my child, I was like, you know, I want a better world for her. Right. I don't want her generation to have autism and cancer. And I know it sounds very lofty, But vitamin D is that critical to those many things. You know, COVID just happened in 97%. It keeps going up to that number. 97% of people in the ICU are vitamin D deficient with COVID because they don't have the protection they need to fight it, right? So even today, I'm a warrior because it means something. And my legacy, I won't be here,
1: but I can leave behind something that impacted someone else. At this point in my life, that's what I care about. I I love everything you're saying because, and Lisa and I have talked about this, you know, when you're on this new reinvention and you hit the, the, we call it the 50 milestone. And for some people, it is a dramatic event for some reason. It was for me. And you look at your identity and I mean, I can't tell you how many people have said, well, what's next for you? And I always say, if it's not psychic income, I don't want to have anything to do with it. If I'm not passionate about I love it that
2: phrase, and I don't
1: get psychic income from it, it's not worth my time mm-hmm. because I'm on, you know, the next phase where I want to do the things that are really meaningful. And I think
2: also, you know, it's a lot of your life, right? I mean, you know, when you, if you're wired, like we're wired, you know, you don't do something half-ass. You know, you get in and you. It doesn't matter. I can't tell you there are times I'm like, I'll just get in and help them for a little bit. Next thing, you know, I'm running. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because it's just in your DNA to want to do it right and see it all the way through. If you're self aware, and I am, that that's who, how you're wired. Then this is going to be a big part of not only your life but your family and the people that you drag along with you into these ventures, you know? And so I want it to be something that if I'm going to commit that and maybe steal some time from that very important part of my life, then it needs to be something that all of us, you know, get something back from. And I think that's where, you know, getting to our point and it's not just a number, a five zero, you know, it's, it's just that feeling of knowing yourself and just knowing that I'm okay with not receiving some things I used to have or feed off that. And I now feel good just doing what matters and getting fulfillment from that versus other people or outside recognition or whatever it might be. And I think that's a maturity thing. You know, it's a life lesson thing,
1: you're getting a lot of uh, <laughs> <You're hitting it> <laughs> <long>. <laughs> accolades, though. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: and let's go back for a second. So you were you were not 50 at the time. Let's give oh, you the... Oh, no, cru- no, no. You yeah, were much, much younger, younger having mm-hmm. this transition from yeah. such a high position mm-hmm. to going out and trying something new that was a passion project. So in in a way, I mean, we wait until we're, <laughs> we're yeah. 50. And I mean, it, kudos to you, I guess, well, is my but point. Well, but I think but life has... You know, when you hit hard things in life... Yeah
2: matures you it mm-hmm. wakes you up right because i mean you know this year's shown that to a lot of people where we realize wow someone we love might not be here or mm-hmm. and you don't know and it's scary you know and i think all of a sudden all the other stuff doesn't matter yeah. you know the kind of car you drive where you live with your address none of that matters because you know if you have close friends that have passed away you know who are incredibly successful and wealthy and there's a guy here in San Diego, amazing man, and, you know, on his death. But he's like, I am one of the wealthiest people in the world, but it cannot buy me life. It can't buy health. And, you know, you realize what that means. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't buy my way out of this. And I just remember that over and over in my head because he wanted to stay with his family and his kids. You know, he had young mm-hmm. kids. And you just think about that. And, you know, that's when you realize you're humbled because the only thing that
1: matters is who you love and who you have around you and what you did with those people. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and what you gave back 2020 and then even going into 2021, it's, it's been rough uh, emotionally, mentally for very many. And I had a conversation with someone and the conversation went a little bit like this. You have nothing to worry about. You, you have such a great life you have. And I was trying to explain human condition And well-being knows not what zip code you live in, Mm -hmm. what car you drive, what brand of shoes you wear. Your human condition is your human condition. And I think one of the epiphanies, and and why Lisa and I have been doing She's a 10, is you get to the point where you want to do the meaningful. Mm -hmm. And not everyone understands why. I mean, sometimes my kids (laughs) will be like like get annoyed with me. I'm like, hey, I'm busy. I'm working. They're like, mom, it's a podcast. <laughs> I'm That's like, not work, it's, mom. But yeah. it's taking, yeah.
0: No, it's true. It's true. So let's go back to the transition again. And and it sounds like you did all that education helped with your transition. But what was it like in the identity crisis portion of it, adjusting to this new normal from your c- career to this new passion project?
2: Well, one, I have a great example of something that I just, it just sticks in my brain now sharing it with Lori, but I'm pregnant. I'm in this spa working to learn this thing and I'm working the front desk and in walks a guy who lives in La Jolla, who was a technology guy with me. We had, we were peers. And I just remember him coming up to the front desk and seeing me working behind the desk, checking people in. And he had this look on his face, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. What happened to you? And honestly, it was a look of pity. I've never I remember the look. It was like, wow, what what happened? You lost all your money and lost your position. Now you're like a front desk person at a spa in La Hawaii. You know, mm. I could just see it. And and I just remember my husband going, well, why didn't you explain to him? I said, No, I didn't. I just checked him in and said, Great, have a good experience. Because I felt like I didn't need to justify myself, right. but I remember how I felt. I felt embarrassed. And I remember feeling like, how do I establish myself? And it's not just that example. That's what someone else thinks about you uh, impacts you. But it was also that I'm in this new industry. No one knows me. And I'm not someone ever who goes, well, here's what I did. Here's where I was. I'm not that person. You can right. meet me if it weren't for interviewing. You know, if, if you met me on the street, I'd never tell you about my history, what I did, anything. That's just not my persona. But, you know, you meet people in an industry who don't know you and you're starting from scratch and- just the way you get treated and the things that they say, you know, and you want to scream like you don't know what the fuck. You're yeah, doing. you don't yeah. know what you're dealing with here. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I don't, and I think that that just knowing and keeping yourself focused. I mean, the number of times it's a long story, but we patented a technology that is a two way video technology because the challenge with FaceTime and Skype and all of that for our coaching is that when you want to talk to a coach. If a coach is busy on FaceTime or Skype, you're you're basically going to get a busy signal. It doesn't roll like a call center, right? (laughs) So we built software that makes those technologies roll like a call center. So that if a coach is busy, you can talk to the next person and you can always, you know, meet that. So I definitely use my software background, right. To develop that. But the number of people who told me when I started, you know, going back to 2005, that people want to do two-way video calls about their skin and we're going to do this. No one's going to want to do that. That's an invasion. No one's going to want to tell you about their skin. You know, no company's going to allow you like at the time we were done with Ritz Carlton's and Marriott's and their spas, and we were following the guest home. No one's going to let you talk to their guest, you know, who's going to do that. Right. And, you know, you get that over and over. And the funny part is, you know, we're a partner with Marriott worldwide today <laughs> where, you know, we're doing this with millions of hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people in the United States. And you have to somehow just believe in yourself because you get told no, and you get told that's not doable. And you actually question yourself, like, am I drinking the Kool-Aid? You know, is this real? Because I sure don't want to take everything I made in another street. It's cost a lot to do what we do, the research, the development.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't want to flush, you know, things I'd earned, you know, millions of dollars down the toilet of something that it was just a pipe dream that maybe I hadn't vetted well. You know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, you do have to have that ability to go, no, its I'm clear. I know what I need to do. I see the opportunity. You just don't realize because no one's done it doesn't mean it's not valid. So my point is you go through a lot of things, not only how others see you, but doubt, you know, um, you hope that you have people believing in you, but at the same time, maybe you just have to walk alone, you know, and mm-hmm. then falling down, you know, cause you, you make mistakes in something you don't know. And it's just, I, now I'm just, I think the one thing I learned is that I'm really good at getting up.
1: <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. And, and I think
2: that's a big part of it, you know? Well,
1: yeah. you know, it's, I, I've, I did two companies um, that were startup, ground zero startups, which if you haven't done a startup, you're in the middle of... I'm in the middle yeah. of one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like nothing. It's <laughs> like, it's it like, I'm here for you, though. Thank it's you. It's like nothing else because... You, you And you can't leave it at the office. It's with you all the time, especially when you are helping create the concept. But I did two with when my kids were old enough to recognize the stress of it and the hustle that's required. And what you just said, a lot of pride swallowing. Oh, like yeah. you're, you're hustling, you're mm-hmm. trying to get deals, you're trying to make things happen. And and so I, we call it eat shit and say yummy. Yeah. My kids have seen me eat <laughs> shit and say yummy more mm-hmm. times I can count. And now I can look them in the eye and say, well, you remember that time? This is what it takes sometimes if you want to do something on your own. So I, I can relate completely, Celeste. Yeah. Well, I also like, the way
2: that your kids learn through that and see that it's it's invaluable right i mean it's a life lesson cuz i i have friends who are you know mature adults now who haven't learned that life lesson you know they really they hit something hard and they just detour you know because they they don't know how to go through it and going through it's really important cuz it's sort of how you really grow and it's also if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, <laughs> and, and, and it's true. That's what creates your opportunity. In yeah.
1: Well, the other thing that I really love um, that you touched on, too, in this process is you deep dived and you learned. Right. And I used to, mm-hmm. as an ex-military person, I... Not all the time, because a lot of time, the enlisted guys don't want officers in their business. They don't want you, stay out of the foxhole, ma'am, you know. <laughs> ma'am. But, yeah, there. that was way back when. <clears throat> I get no more ma'ams now. But I sometimes I would get in the trenches with them and roll up my sleeves and do it. And I would tell people, you, you can't teach what you don't know or lead what you've never been. That's true. And so you spending all of that time doing the learning part of it and using and still doing it yeah, yeah is instant credibility to a lot of people
2: right so i don't think it's only about you know educating yourself to validate your own thoughts but it's also that when you go into new industry you're you're vulnerable sometimes because in this industry that i'm in the consumer facing skincare industry is probably the hardest when it comes to that simply because you know you're making something you're going to put on people's skin it's not highly regulated industry unless you're making prescription. We do make medically supervised products that are FDA oversighted, but most of the cosmetic over-the-counter stuff has no oversight. And they can say whatever they want, put whatever in the bottle. And once you're someone like ourselves who do that kind of research and you see that, it's really scary to think about what's out there commercially that people are rubbing on their skin that they have no clue what's in it, right? Every ingredient supplier comes to you. And when I came in, I thought, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know enough I need to, even though I have all this research, I need to have these other people validate what I'm thinking. So I brought in, you know, paid ungodly amounts for these chemists to come in. And they were very talented. But what you find out is they're sort of like artists or plastic surgeons. They have a look. (laughs) And you sort of become to know what that is, where they have their own little suppliers they love, their little vendors. You know, everyone has a study to support what they're doing. And you really don't get the best of what's out there because they sort of get isolated in their little cocoons. Mm. So today, you know, what we have is... We have a pool of people we pull from. I literally put a concept. We do all the research. We define it. We define the ingredients. We define the percentages. We define all of that. So we basically formulate all of our own products. But then we put them out to this pool, and they basically have to come back and convince me That they can make it better or they can do. And and it's cool because from that group, I get all kinds of input, maybe new things I didn't know, whatever. But we get to pick the best of the best. And I'm not stuck with a one-trick pony, right? Nice, yeah. But it took me, you know, three or four years and a lot of money and a lot of mistakes to figure that out. But more important to have the confidence in myself that I knew what we wanted to create From a research point of view, especially with all the researchers we work with, that we knew what we we needed to do and to trust that and to stay with it and not be dissuaded by someone who comes up with flavor of the month who wants to convince you that this is going to be more marketable, right? So I think it just continues to reinforce that whole messaging that you have to listen to your inner voice and you've got to trust that voice. And when you get to be a certain age, your voice is right even when you want to ignore it, yeah. <laughs> and there is many times I've told the voice to shut up, and <laughs> then afterwards I am like, "Shoot, I should have listened to the voice." Right? Um, but I think that's what I've learned so much in this journey is that I am not trying to say I am right all the time. There, I could wallpaper this room with wasted checks and things I spent over the years that didn't work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, from all of those mistakes, I learned really, really valuable lessons that I apply today that make me feel. I'm worthy of being here. I'm ready for the rodeo. Put me in, coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready to play. But, yeah. but I think that's you have to have that kind of resilience and that kind of self confidence. But also, no one's going to do it for. Nobody has the answer. Mm-mm. You know, everybody has lots of questions, but you just have to find that answer yourself and sort of go out and do it. And I think that when you talked about you know the second act, there is a woman here in town named Deborah Zakey. And Deborah founded the Golden Door, which was the very first. Oh yeah. Ever, Deborah's ninety-nine years old, so she talks about the third act. Oh, I love it! And you need to read her book called "The Third Act." The
0: third act. Yes, okay.
2: but um, the reason I say it is because, you know, sh- she says that you can reinvent yourself at every era of your life. And at ninety, I'm still in my nineties. I'm still reinventing myself. So I feel like we have a lot of runway <laughs> to grow and develop, and we're. A lot of people think when you hit fifty, that all of a sudden you're on a cliff that's going downhill, you know, or or a downhill slope. And I feel like you know, hey, kind of looking forward to that third act. I got you know thirty so years of more growth and learning.
1: Yes. How <laughs> um, to get that one in there? Yes, you and did. they can be your best, right? Absolutely, because when
2: you're confident and when you're no longer worried about what other people think of you or proving yourself. I think you're right. You can be your best you, you know, because mm-hmm. you can be true to those things that matter to you.
1: And you can be more and present. less is more, you know? Oh, for it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And also being more present, like and I don't think presence is just about time. It's about taking the time in the moment to listen and enjoy. And I was not present for the most successful years of my life. Mm. I didn't sit and enjoy that. You know what I mean? looking back i i did at the moment i thought i did but i look back and i think wow i never stopped ever to say i mean i'll give you an example i have this amazing friend who came to visit with her husband and we lived at this house in ranch santa fe overlooking this golf course was place.
1: that me last week <laughs>
2: that was you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was your your yes. amazing friend and we're sitting in the in the jacuzzi outside looking over the golf course our cocktails the hot air balloons are coming down and I remember, because I this was like at the height of my working, and I went, oh, my God, this is the life. And my friend goes, Celeste, this is your life. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, it is. <laughs> but I never stopped to do that. I only right. did it because they were in town. Mm. You know what I mean? I do. And I had all this stuff I never enjoyed. I never Used it. And I
0: never took a moment to pause and go, wow, this is actually really cool. And look what I've created for myself and earned and worked and provided for my family. And yeah, never was there a yay me moment. You know what I mean?
2: And I actually kind of thought that was selfish to say yay me or snobby or, you know. Right. And I think later I realized that, wow, you know, it it wasn't just that moment. It was also going to my kids' thing and making sure I brought cookies to everything. I was always room mom because I wanted to get the A, you know. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But in the end, did I really listen to her? Did I really, you know, pause and sync up that moment of Valentine's Day cupcakes all over their face and the little, you know, Valentine she made and realize what that meant to her at that moment? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I think that's where I look back and go, you know, made a commitment that, you know, I really want to be present. And if I'm with you, then I need to be hearing you and be just with you in that moment, you know, because mm-hmm. that's the gift we can give each other. That's the only yeah. stuff that matters. You
0: have to be to to You have to go through something to get to a place where you value that. A hundred percent. I agree. I, I find, what is that saying? Something is wasted on the youth. Like yeah. we, we just, you know, we, it takes getting here. To know what we should have done, yeah. and I rem- and struggles, yeah, and struggles. Yeah. And I yeah. always tell my girls, I'm a mom of three girls, and I've I m- remember my sorority advisor telling me this. and She was thirty something, and I thought her life was just amazing. And she said, "Girls, you need to love yourselves right now, and everything that you're accomplishing, and everything that you're doing." love yourself right now because you're going to look back and you're going to wish you'd appreciated your size or mm-hmm. your, your shape, you know, everything about you in that moment. And it's so true and it doesn't change regardless of your age.
2: That's you're right. It and doesn't. I think that's the thing is, you know, and it's harder for, and I'm not trying to owe oh, this generation, you know, but no. but it's harder with the impact of social, you mm-hmm. know, presence whatever that media might be, it just creates this very false sense of perfection. And I think it's harder and harder if you already have a little imposter syndrome where you're kind of not sure you're worthy to look around with everyone photoshopped into perfection or filtered into perfection that you feel like you can never achieve that. right? Right. And, you know, that, that youth is so important to setting the stage for what you do later, you know, and I think to your point, you know, if we can instill anything in every woman around us, I know it's guys, too, for sure. But but it's really that sense of self-worth and self-love. Because mm-hmm. if you have confidence in yourself, I think it just our self-esteem, it sort of sets you up to weather a lot of the stuff you come across
1: successfully, you know. Um, well, I'm going to take it a step further. I think it's also now we're living in an environment of instant gratification, mm. We laugh, but we had a project in school. We had to go to the library and get out the card catalogs. And we didn't have Google. And, you know, they they are living in an environment where everything is instantaneous. And so they feel like accomplishment and working through challenges, like it all should come easy. And it's not. It's a grind. Well, and
2: I think it's why you see young adults, you know, when they get in their 20s and their 30s with such issues with depression and anxiety and all Mm -hmm. those kind of things is you know, it's easy to feel that you're a failure that you've, because you've never really understood this. You're not a failure. This is part of the normal process of going from point A to point B. You just were protected from it for a very long time, right? Because everything just came to you. And I think that's the thing that, you know, I'm thankful for in, in some ways in my life, but also I tell my daughter, you know, like when she hits a rough patch, yeah, you know, I know you feel we should bail you out of this or make this easy, but I want you to know that you have the ability to get through this. You have the talent you've got, the and getting through this is going to lay a foundation for where you go next. So I wouldn't just surrender and try and find a way to fly over it you know mm-hmm. fly through it and you're going to be stronger and it's painful to let someone you love suffer a little bit but at the end of the day in their head you know because it's not really suffering in the traditional yes. sense yes. Right? Yes. but um but I think you know it's just I think that's so hard where they need to learn that you know you get what you create you get what you put into it it's not something that's just handed your direction i think that that's what Why we make such good leaders, frankly, because, you know, we understand that. And hopefully we create cultures where the people that work under us or work with us, you know, hopefully see that role modeled behavior, you know, and kind of take a little bit of that with them.
0: Amen. Okay, Celeste, you touched on social media, but let's go back a little bit well, first of all, I feel like you were way ahead of your time. But now that we are in this marketplace of social media and influencers and skincare is a huge, huge market, how do you work through that with Skin Authority and your research?
2: Well, I think when you talk about you know how do we leverage how everybody's communicating today, in some ways people look at it as a mess, right? Because you have every celebrity, there is not one celebrity who is not bringing out a skincare line or doesn't have a, because the first thing people do is license their name and say, hey, if you're hot, I want to license your name and create a skincare brand. Right. I mean, J Lo is a great example because only because her makeup artist Scott Barnes uses Skin Authority, and. I know that she doesn't know a lot about skincare, and her ads are like, I know everything about skincare. over all the, I've researched, you know, just like, ah, so, and nothing against JLo, you know what no. I mean? JLo's busy. JLo yeah. is not doing the kind of research. I took her prom. She's got way too much going on to stay hot like that. But at the end of the day, you know, we use, we see that as an opportunity to use those same dialogues whether they're posts, reels, stories to engage with consumers and use it for a different purpose which isn't just to put something new and trendy out there which we do we we mm-hmm. we we package our performance up in cool experiences like foaming masks that are biodegradable sheet masks and things that people that are trendy and people want but we kind of sneak our health into it, right? And use it like a Trojan horse. You have fun with it, but we know it's going to make you healthier. But I also feel that things like what we're doing today with this podcast, you know, being able to have use things like podcasts to deliver information and education. But the biggest thing I'm excited about is using technology like Zoom and FaceTime that now have become standard for us. There's not a person, whoever wasn't on the Zoom bandwagon is on it now after the last year and a half, right? And so the comfort level with people looking at each other through a lens and being intimate with each other is the highest it's ever been. So it's a perfect, you know, plank for for us with coaching because my goal is to create a relationship with you, with our brand. It's about a lifetime because there is never going to be a product, and I wish I could make it and patent it, (laughs) that is a one one-time application that fixes everything for the rest of your Wouldn't life. Wouldn't that be amazing?
1: Right? It would. <laughs> that and would it, be like something from the Jetsons. Yeah. And I'm never
2: going to say never, because yeah. I actually have a few things. I think you could use to, uh, two of them and it would be almost like that. But but down the road, we mm-hmm. probably will. But, you know, and vitamin D will be it. I think your body just makes so much that you're perfect. But, you know, today we're using this to really coach people, to talk to them, to educate them, and to make sure that they're making the right choices for themselves, right? Right. But it's a journey. Healthy skin is a journey. You know, my skin is nothing like it was in my twenties, my thirties, when I was 10, you know, now at this age. And it won't be like that in my third act. So what our goal is that you you your our coaches get to know you and they work with you and they stay with you on that journey. And the cool thing is with technology, we not only are talking to you, we're taking everything about you that you share. And we're making a narrative about you that lets us intimately be able to recommend things that are unique to you. And on that journey, you know, we want to keep talking as things change, as season changes, as illness comes in, you have a baby, you go through menopause, you know, all those things change you. And so it's a very different way to use a medium that today is very fleeting. You think about a post, it comes and it goes and it expires, right? Mm -hmm. We're using technology to create something lifelong. So it's the same technology. It's Mm -hmm. just a different thought about how you're using it. But we're isolated today, not just because of what happened with the pandemic. We were isolated before the pandemic. Our children are spending 80% of their time indoors, right? Except the sports we force them to go out and do. There's a lot that doesn't happen. They're sitting next to each other, texting each other instead of talking, right? They're sending each other emoji hugs instead of a real hug. So what we find is, you th- you know, you would think that what we're doing with skincare appeals to forties, fifties. It does, but over thirty percent of our clients are between the ages of nineteen and twenty nine. Because of the technology piece, because of the fact that you have a human to talk ah, to, okay, to tell about your skin, tell them things you would never share on a post because you're gonna look perfect. You don't right. have a zit on a post. Hell no. no. I'm gonna filter that puppy out, right? right. Hey, at my age I filtered out. But but I mean, you know, but but I think this is a place where you can let, you know, that wall down and talk to a coach. And be vulnerable. And be vulnerable right. to what bothers you about how you feel you look, because now that we are zooming full time for work or school I mean, forget coming out According, quarantine. Most businesses are still going to have remote aspects to what they do. Learning is still going to have remote aspects. So we are looking in this lens at ourselves all day long, and we're picking apart the things that we don't like, and we're feeling bad about ourselves. I think what a coach can do is go, well, you know what? Let's work on that. Let's, let's do the things, and let's do something that really makes a difference that will move the needle for you, that makes you feel better when you look in that mirror. And hopefully – will educate you about taking better care of yourself overall, right? And that's how we leverage technology. We did over half a million coaching sessions last year. That's amazing with the pandemic. And you know, we anticipate we're going to grow that by 30, 40% this year. And I think we I don't want to be altruistic, but it is a human connection. Right? That a lot of people miss.
0: And, you know, if nothing else, you know, they like that somebody's listening. Well, and you think to get any kind of help with your skin, you either have to go into the dermatologist or you have to um, be Sit at and, a counter and, in Nordstrom, yeah, yeah,
1: and which is awful.
0: <laughs> yeah, to be able to do it in a safe environment where you're not embarrassed to talk about certain things. I just, I think it's a great idea. And we get coaches for working out. We get coaches for, um, you know training, any kind of thing we do, why wouldn't we get a coach for our face and Skin Authority? And our body. And our body. Letting you know skin is from head to toe. Yes. So I think it's a great service that you guys offer. And it's actually called Body Work or Beauty Work? So it's the Beauty Workout. Beauty Workout. So the Beauty Workout is really just
2: something we sort of tailored to get people to think about their routines, Mm -hmm. like working out. And Mm -hmm. the reason I say this because I think everybody does want to find one product. Or we have a world of moisturization. Everybody's like, I don't want to gas I want to moisturize, which is just water in big, big sizes. And you know, this is dead. All of this is dead that we're touching. I've somehow, we, we believe that the stuff we're touching is alive. It's sixty layers of dead skin sitting on our skin before you get to live tissue. There's a reason. There's an esthetician, and there's a reason. There's a, a dermatologist. A dermatologist or a licensed medical esthetician nurse can can deal with live skin. Estheticians cannot. So if you're going to an esthetician, she's touching dead skin. And I say that because if you think about a plant that dies, or a sponge that's dried and sitting there, and you throw it in some water, what happens to it? Mm, It It It's soft, fluffy. So we're spending a lot of money putting a dead sponge, or an old sponge in water, and liking how it feels until it dries out and it goes back to the hard, shriveled thing that it was. And then we wet it again, right? What we want to do at Skin Authority is say, okay, Moisture's good, protection's good you want to restore this moisture barrier, but your body's designed to do that on its own along with a little help. But resurfacing every single day, which I call skin cardio, you've got to have the cardio every day. you've got to be turning over those cells or you're like an armadillo so whatever you're slathering on it's not going in anyway. so wait, save your money. And then secondly, you're just getting the dead cells to hold on longer. And one, they're going to turn into something bad so you don't want that. Two, as they build up, that's what a wrinkle is. What a wrinkle is is layers and layers of dead skin. As that skin dies, the stuff that's all new and fresh is like this. As we go on, it pulls apart. It creates these lesions, and your skin on top goes into those folds. That's what a wrinkle is. Mm -hmm. So the more of that you have, the deeper that wrinkle looks, right? So it's a visual illusion too that if we're resurfacing and we're getting those layers down, that wrinkle, the depth, of that wrinkle is going to get thinner, 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 thinner. And you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm almost getting line free, you know, mm-hmm. as you go. But the cool thing is we've now triggered your skin to know that it needs to replenish that barrier. And so it gets on a treadmill and it goes from zero to nine and it's producing elastin, collagen, hyaluronic acid on its own in all those layers that are going to give you lots of volume, lots of moisture. I mean, clinically, if you're resourcing every day, your moisture level goes up 33% in the first 28 days and and wow. stabilizes somewhere around 23% on an ongoing basis. So if you want to be more hydrated, that's a key part. But people think of exfoliation and say it's going to dry you out. Yeah, if you scrub and if you use resourcing all ingredients and things like that. But there's a lot of new technology, like we patented something called fear-free peeling. It turns over the skin by dissolving skin like sugar and water so there's no peeling there's no drying effect there's no trans epidermal water loss so you stay hydrated so my point is there's a lot of new technology but you want to do that cardio step every single day because the minute you turn off the treadmill your skin's like ninety nine, and it just goes back and isn't going to do what it needs to do so beauty workouts that it's what we call strength training which is You know, things like vitamin D and growth factors that reprogram the cell to sort of protect itself, to make itself stronger, to fight what comes its way. And then you always want to have balance, which is really about what we do with microbiome, you know, probiotics, and then environmental protection like we do with skin suit. But, you know, you want to do all those things in parallel because when you do them in parallel, that's when you see the transformation. And it shouldn't surprise us because when we eat well, when we sleep well, when we move... Right, right, and when we have a little cardio from moving around, you know, and eating well, and we do a little strength training, we transform how we look at our bodies. Right? It's no di- in our health. It's no different. This is an organ. It it needs that same type of care and feeding. It's just that what our coaches do is help you sort of know what is the best cardio option for you. Right. Because it might not be spin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it right. might be if you're really sensitive. It might be that we really need to do yoga yeah, on your skin. You know, the gentle,
1: like, meditative stuff. Well, I had the pleasure of doing one of these. And we actually did it live on Instagram. Yes. Lisa couldn't be oh there because gosh. she was on the soccer field. So yes. we had one of our behind well, the Lisa, scenes. Well, Lisa,
2: you've got to do one there. I yeah. know. I need yeah. to.
1: But but it was really great. We, we actually went live on our Instagram, and we have the video out there. But it one, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And two, it was very informative. Like, I didn't know anything about the whole blue light effects. So just hearing that. And what I really loved about it, Celeste, is sometimes we cocktail so many products that it we're doing nothing. And we're spending mm-hmm. all this money on these individual products. But it was really great because after the fact, I got this great email that says, this is your workout routine, right? And I I, th- I think it's fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. And the
2: good, th- good news is, you know, hopefully if we do it right, you got to let me know if we do, because we should, (laughs) but you know, those coaches continue to stay in touch with you. They schedule little checkups with you, check-ins. But you know, it's proactive. It doesn't sit around waiting for you to reach Mm -hmm. out because you're not going to believe this, but people, what do you think the number one thing as our coaches learn in the first three days that someone gets a routine at home? What do you think the number one thing that, A person who gets a routine at home does not do within the first three days.
0: Wash their face. I don't. Use it. Yes. Use it. Mm -hmm. They don't even use it. Uh,
2: We call and they'll be like, oh, I got it. I've just been so busy. I haven't opened it yet. And I'm like, you just spent. (laughs) Open the package. Right. It's not going to get better. It's shocking to me. Because I know, man, I buy something, I'm ripping it out of the bag, going up the steps to my house. You know what I mean? I'm not a person to wait around to use it. Mm -mm. But I say that because it does show that we need a little coaching. We need Mm -hmm. a little help. Sometimes we need a little tough love to say, (laughs) you didn't open it. You're not going to see improvement if you don't open it. So why don't you open it while I'm on the phone with you or while I'm on Skype with you, you know, or FaceTime? Um, So, you know, it's really – you do see that the coaches play really important roles in just getting you to realize the benefit of what you –
1: Well, I think the other thing, too, is I think we're really hard on ourselves. We get in the mirror or we see something on a selfie or whatnot. And having the perspective of someone on the other side to go, actually – Lori, you look good. You're looking <laughs> – you, yeah. you look mm-hmm. decent. Like, or, or it's getting better. I'm seeing a difference. And uh, I think that's – you know, once you start to get yep. that kind of feedback, so –
2: Try owning a skincare company. The pressure is immense. <laughs> oh, because the I minute you want know. I never tell anyone because the first thing they do is I can see them staring <laughs> at every little thing. <laughs> like, look at the size of her pores. They're like oh. craters. And I'm like, oh, you should have seen them before. Uh, oh. But, you know, but I've learned that, you know, hopefully what they know is, you know, yeah, I have lines. I have wrinkles. I have discoloration. I've lived a life. Right. Yes. And it shows in everything on my face. Right. But but I'm the healthiest version of me, and that's the important part.
0: Yes. Amen. Yes. All right. You want to? Yeah.
1: Well, this was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God.
2: I can't wait to have you guys on my podcast.
1: I want to be on your podcast. We Sophie. won't be talking about. Research and I know, (laughs) know, but that's actually the breath of fresh air.
2: I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) I want
1: to talk about what you do. Okay, I have something fun for you. Yes. Okay, so we are going to do what I call and Lisa call Lowe's Lightning Round. (gasps) Another sound effect. (laughs) Such a goober. Your company's skin authority. Yes. I'm going to test, and you're really smart. No. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I have a feeling you're going to do really well in this. Lisa and I want to know, are you really an authority?
2: <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Don't, don't scare me. Don't embarrass me.
1: <laughs> okay, because I have Skittles here if you pass this test. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, well, I'm incented then. All right. Okay, here we go. How often does the skin renew itself?
2: Healthy skin should be every 28 days for cell turnover, but it's 72, it, is, it takes from a new cell to get to the surface. I knew she'd get ding, that ding, one. Ding, 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 ding. Okay.
1: <clears throat> Celeste has one. How much does the skin weigh?
2: Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. That's and really And it's good. very
1: surprising.
2: I would say maybe uh, 12 ounces. Well, your whole, like, like, you, percentage, like percentage of are your are body you talking, weight. Oh, oh, percentage
0: of your body oh, weight. Oh, because oh, <laughs> it's so
2: thin and light. Um, percentage of your body weight, the skin. I would
1: say 2%. No, 15% of your body weight. Wow, that's much more than I thought. So that means for every 100 pounds, you have 15 pounds of skin. Well, just so you know, I never knew that. (laughs) There you
2: go. I'm shocked by that. I got to write that down because I can never fail that question again. (laughs) You can't because you
1: know what? Think about that.
2: But they have to take into account
1: they I, have I to take into account know. a
2: fatty tissue layer, or something because yeah,
1: that's a lot of skin. Well, the point is, is so if, if whatever they're including in that fifteen percent, we need to address it properly. I agree, but you right. but that's why I'm going to use that. I think that's amazing. It's, it's, yeah,
2: I think I need to take a fireball shot. You I do did not know that. <laughs> yeah, am right. Yeah. But I'm yeah. That's
1: that t- okay, I'm fired up. I'm going to go read a friggin' encyclopedia <laughs> no. after this. Okay, what is comprised? Mostly of dead skin, your epidermis. No, that that wait, was a very wait. vague and open-ended question. Yeah, in your home. Oh, in your home The floor, your bed. Yeah, dust. Filter. Yeah, dust in our homes is primarily dead mm-hmm. skin. Yes. Ew. Yeah, I actually, you see, knew you'll that see one. it all over mm-hmm. your floor every, if every, you're not mm-hmm. dusting and sweeping on the regular. Mm-hmm. And by I don't the way, wanna.
2: if you have kids, so toddlers shed their full body weight and skin daily.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. Well we don't have toddlers yet. Yeah, yet.
2: but we've got big grown people. <laughs> we've
1: got big grown people shedding. that we that we hope will well, give us toddlers well, again. Hell
2: it's 15% of our body weight. Yeah, yeah, you gotta right? know it's
1: yeah. a lot of stuff. Oh je okay last question. Who in Should your Should I say hell? I'm sorry. Oh no. God, oh, no. I said the F word earlier. Okay. Who has the most enviable skin? Of, that I know? Yeah. That, that, that's a well-known famous? name. Yeah. yeah, that you look at and go, whatever, they're doing it right. Oh, there's
2: so many. I even brought J-Lo up today because I think her skin is gorgeous. Oh, it it's is gorgeous. Dewy and luscious, yeah. 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 You know, we work with a lot of different celebrities, and I've got to mm-hmm. say that it's amazing to me how many of them are more beautiful in person than they are. I mean, because a lot of times you hear the other side of the story. like, right. Oh, when you meet them in person, they're mm-hmm. not as gorgeous. But there are a lot of people like Angelina Jolie, believe it or not, is much prettier in person hmm. than she appears when you see her like on on a camera. There's just something really fragile and beautiful about her features and she's just super pretty in person, and on t- yeah. and I see her harder, like when mm-hmm. I see her. On-
1: well, you know, don't you think too that beauty and and even skin, it, like all of it is, if you have the, the way you hold yourself, it is, is grace yes, so much. Absolutely. I mean, our um, shout out to Kelly Imberg; she is a gorgeous oh, I woman. Love Kelly, but I'm telling you, it's her her grace, mm-hmm. the way she moves, the way she carries herself is just. But it's makes, beyond that. Mm-hmm. It's that if you think about somebody
2: who's experience what Kelly's experienced the kind of and I know maybe someone super young doesn't realize that she was the era the first era of supermodels and you know Rod Stewart and you name the life that she had and she's the humblest sweetest person She's not affected by all of that, not
1: mm-hmm. at all, and I love that about her. And she's very competitive at pickleball, <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: she yeah. yeah, is. Yeah, I yeah. saw the birthday pictures in yeah. the tutu, yeah, but um, but no, I mean, just I love that. I'll give you an example like you know, Meryl Streep is like that. There are people that are just gorgeous because of who what what radiates, Judy Dent, come on, you know, just this. As they age, just they continue to be gorgeous because of their confidence and mm-hmm. the way that they hold their age in this beautiful way,
0: you know. Mm-hmm.
2: It's pretty amazing when
0: you see it. I love it. I do, too. Okay. I'm inspired. Are you? Yes. Okay, I we're, g- we're going to end on song. However, okay. let's talk about where people can find you. Let's talk about. You know, your podcast, where they can find Skin Authority, all of the above. So super easy. Skinauthority.com.
2: Or you can find us on Instagram. Please find us on Instagram because our creative team's really cute at putting our messaging out at at Skin Authority. And you can also find my podcast at Bare Skin with Celeste. And it'll link you through to all the many places that you can tune in to us. And we'll have you guys on, so you'll have to listen for that. Um, Yeah. And just call a coach and
0: start your journey. Definitely call a coach.
1: Yeah.
2: Lisa,
0: I'm no, I'm on it. You're on it next I week. Okay, I need I need, I need some intervention. Yes. Well, you
2: guys are beautiful yeah. inside oh. and out. So I'm well, I'm looking you. at you. So
0: I've are had you? so much
2: fun. I don't want to go
1: home. Well, well we, we have fireball. Why time? go home? Yeah, better exactly. or like, or we'll start it now. Live in the moment, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So I gotta. I, I just for some reason this is like my theme song, and I just I think it it could be yours too. So. You have your words, right? Yes, I okay. do. Okay. And and Lisa has yours. And we're not good singers. It's just... No, this will show you what I can't do. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: You don't own me. Don't, don't try, to try to change, change me, me, in me in any way. You don't own me.
1: Don't, don't tie me down, because I'll never stay. Bum, bum, Here we go, bum, girls. I don't... Yeah! yeah. Guys, I was Aww. like, "Jeez, I got a little fun. tiger in me on that one." <laughs> I love this it. This was awesome. Thank, thank you, you so so much this for thank uh, you for kind. charging
2: me up and being
1: here. And yes, 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 we we're honored to have you in
2: our
0: oh, studio it's my today. Pleasure.
1: It was my pleasure. I can't wait to have you in mine. And suit up, by the way. Suit, okay, yeah, suit yes, up. We suit will, up. We will be using suit up and. Also, thank you for so much you do in San Diego. You're an amazing philanthropist, and and we appreciate it. There's there's a lot to do, right? Yeah. yeah, All of us. All
0: right. Happy Friday, people.
2: Bye. Bye. Happy Friday.
0: Follow us on Instagram at She's a 10 times 5. Click on the link in our bio to listen. You can also find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe.